Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, we're sitting down with Dr. Sam Wakim, the Chief Dental Officer for Zufall Health Center in New Jersey, and Howard Levine, the Program Director of the Oral Health Resource Center in New York, to talk about their roles at Nika AATC and the Access Program in particular. Welcome, Howard and Dr. Wakim. Thank you for having us on the show. Thank you, Mariana. It's good to be here. So, Dr. Joaquim, tell listeners a little bit about the work you do and how you first found out about NICA AETC. Sure. Uh, so, I, uh, I'm the Chief Dental Officer for Zufol Health Center. We are a federally qualified uh, health center in New Jersey. We serve uh, most of uh, northern and central uh, Jersey. We have um, a number of sites, uh, uh, nine uh, altogether, that include uh, seven dental sites and a mobile uh, dental unit. So we cover um, that whole area. And uh, I've been here since uh, 2009 uh, and we um, implemented our Ryan White program in 2010. Um, we currently have about 250 uh, patients. Uh, most of our patients are um, uh, Latinx and um, um, most of our newly uh, diagnosed uh, patients uh, also uh, are in that category. Um, and uh, we found out about the uh, AETC early on, um, I think a couple of years into uh, having our program, I uh, connected with uh, Howard uh, and we uh, got a lot of support initially as we developed our program. Uh, we had um, a lot of support in terms of trainings that were provided to our staff. Uh, I think it was uh, great getting uh, everybody um acquainted with the guidelines and comfortable with the, you know, with the uh, updated uh, um, guidelines that they needed to know to treat the patients uh, effectively and, uh, um, you know, provide the best uh, possible care we could. So, uh, so that's it. We, we eventually became a preceptorship site for AETC. So we're very uh, proud, of, proud uh, about that. We're, we're very happy to be able to be part of the ATC um, group and um, we're a preceptorship site so people could come in, uh, uh, train with our, um, 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 with our staff and observe and spend the day and earn CE credit that way. So for folks who don't know, ACCESS is a certificate program that the Northeast Caribbean AETC offers for healthcare providers that combines didactic and experiential training. Dr. Rakim, tell us a little bit about your experience with the ACCESS program and how it helped you as a provider. Yeah, so like you said, it's, it's, uh, it was a great experience. It was a fantastic uh, learning opportunity. Uh, there, there was, you know, a didactic and um, um, hands-on component. Uh, my uh, um, access training period started at the beginning of uh, 2020. And of course, we know what happened in 2020. So I had a lot more, um, I, I think, hands-on uh, activities planned. Um, and a lot of the, you know, um, uh, trainings kind of switched to... Uh, um, uh, to virtual uh, trainings, but I did get to um, have some uh, interesting experiences. Um, again, started in the, um, in January and uh, went on, uh, uh, you know, for, for the for the whole year. Um, it included, you know, training on um, 
oral pathology and, um, you know, working with uh, Columbia Behavioral Health and, um, you know, uh, training at, at Grady Hospital and um, a number of different, um, you know, again, guidelines and important things to know um, if you're, you know, treating Ryan White patients and working with um, um, our staff who also need to uh, stay up to date and have the um, updated information. So it was, it was uh, an absolutely fantastic learning opportunity. It sounds like your access training plan was quite unique. So in addition to a list of didactic presentations, you participated in a Brian White Part A clinical management program in Atlanta, Georgia, and then a major focus of your plan was motivational interviewing. What was your experience in these settings? So yes, getting to go to Georgia was, uh, again, uh, a great learning opportunity. Got to um, uh, meet and work with uh, uh, Dr. David Dresnick in uh, Grady Hospital. Um, it was just, you know, um, uh, it was so nice to be able to see um, somebody who has so much experience in the field, um, you know, how, how he runs his um, uh, department and um, just from learning about oral pathology, the app that he developed, which I have installed on my phone and use as a reference um, to, uh, um, again, their infection control practices. Um, so it was, it was fantastic being able to, con to, to get connected with somebody who, um, has um, such great experience um, uh, and such um, such a resource. Uh, so that was fantastic. And um, uh, also um, a motivational interview was a big component of my access training. And uh, it's something that, you know, kind of uh, um, has been an interest of mine. Um, learned about it, you know, a number of years ago and just had you know, a little bit of information, but um, uh, this year I was able to really take it to the next level and incorporate a lot of um, um, the uh, concepts into, into my practice. And again, switching to a virtual, uh, you know, a lot of virtual interactions this year and trying to incorporate tele-dentistry into what we're doing allowed us to, um, you know, use motivational interviewing when we're checking in with patients, um, especially the Ryan White patients, um, you know, see how they're doing with their home care um, and, you know, following up with them uh, that way. A question that comes to mind is how do you see motivational interviewing fitting in to the dental setting and what benefits do you see this having, you know, with patients and their overall care? Yeah. So I think it's an excellent way to work with patients on chronic disease management. Um, again, so when you're, when you're talking about um, um, self-care, home care, and chronic disease management in dental, we have, you know, periodontal disease and caries, which are basically chronic disease processes. So it's a great way to, um, you know, work with patients um, to, you know, kind of develop a partnership uh, with the patient. Um, to empower them to take care of themselves, to find the best way, you know, that fits into their, um, um, you know, into their life and um, how they could um, work on uh, addressing these chronic uh, conditions. So I think motivational interviewing is a great way um, to work with patients, um, you know, uh, in, in our Ryan White program um, to kind of 
gently help them find um, things that work for them again, um, especially somebody who has dealt with stigma and maybe have been, has been um, told what to do, you know, all the time. And it's not a good way to just kind of uh, push information on folks and, you know, force them to, um, um, you know, do certain things. It, it kind of doesn't work. So I think especially with our patients, it's nice to have a way to, again, partner and engage on finding a way to, um, you know, better um, practice uh, self-care and home care. So it's, it's, a, it's a great tool. Again, it involves um, kind of a more of a respectful interaction, asking permission, getting, um, uh, you know, uh, giving information with permission and then evoking ideas for um, um, uh, change from, from the patient. So um, I think it's going to be a, a great thing moving forward to continue to implement, especially around uh, chronic disease management. I think what makes the access program unique is that it's not just a training, it's also a mentorship program. Can you describe this aspect of the training a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, getting to work with a number of different, um, uh, you know, uh, great doctors in, in, in the field um, and just having that relationship just kind of takes it to the next level because I know I could reach out to, um, you know, again, uh, Dr. Resnick now anytime if I have questions or there's situations with patients, it's, it's wonderful to have, um, to have that kind of resource. And also, you know, again, the whole team, uh, Dr. Abel is another, uh, you know, great resource that, you know, um, we're able to lean on. So I think there's definitely a mentorship component and it, I just, again, I feel so, uh, um, so lucky to, to have that. And it's a great thing to have through the access program. Again, um, these are folks that, um, you know, uh, oftentimes have, um, you know, established some of the guidelines, you know, um, um, know how to treat a lot more uh, conditions, have seen a lot more, because again, when with the onset of um, HIV, there was a lot of oral manifestations that we don't see today. Um, because of the success of uh, antiretroviral treatment. So I think um, they have a unique experience and they've seen a lot of things that many people um, you know, don't, don't get to see uh, these days. But uh, again, so it's, the mentorship component is definitely a big piece and, and I get to lean on uh, really um, uh, fantastic experts uh, in the field. They're, they're folks that, you know, I, I have, I have this book, you know, and, and I, uh, you know, this was a, a reference book that I used when I was in dental school and love. It's, it's amazing that a lot of the folks that wrote this book, I get to work with and um, interact with um, uh, these days. And I have the opportunity again to work with them on quality improvement and process improvement uh, at our center. Um, we're uh, very, again, um, lucky that we were able to work on a, um, uh, on a piece in the, in the Journal of Dental Science Research Reviews and Reports, where we shared our best practices in terms of workflow changes that we made to just make sure we get our, um, our Ryan White patients into dental care, uh, remove barriers, reduce um, the barriers that they have. Um, and then ensure their access uh, to care and uh, follow up uh, with them. So, um, uh, you know, 
So yes, the mentorship component is a, is a great component of the access program and I uh, definitely value that tremendously. And how has your access training helped you become an OHRC or the Oral Health Resource Center faculty member? Uh, so again, like, uh, having this knowledge, you know, is, is great because then um, I get to come back and train uh, my staff again, who are uh, working with, um, you know, with, with our patients. Uh, we also work with other health centers. Um, you know, uh, if there's a, a need for a training, the trainings are scheduled and we get to go out to the community and uh, work with, uh, with other folks. Uh, you know, of course, now we're doing a lot of Zoom type uh, trainings, but, um, but we're looking forward to um, getting out um, in the near future again and uh, visiting some of the other uh, partners. But uh, having the updated information, uh, being part of the uh, faculty, you know, attending the faculty developments and um, getting kind of the fresh information uh, is always um, helpful because then when you go out and uh, train others or you're presenting to others, um, you know, you have, um, you have, you know, uh, updated resources and information that you could share. Howard, I know we've been chatting a lot with Dr. Joaquim here, but I wanted to direct this next question to you. So we're here, we're talking, you know, about the access program at NICA AATC. Can you talk a little bit about the access program and how the Oral Health Resource Center has implemented it in the dental setting and, you know, in particular, how you selected Dr. Joaquim as a candidate? Sure, I'd be glad to do that, Mariana. Uh, Access is an individually tailored program designed for minority or, or minority uh, patients, uh, serving providers that are uh, allied health professionals and working with communities that have a high impact uh, with HIV. Uh, as you had mentioned, this is a certificate program that is a, a unique integration of some didactic and experiential learning, but it's also provides participants with access to diverse conferences, uh, workshops, preceptorships, as uh, Sam was talking about, and consultation services, as he was mentioning as well. Um, and we all we ask all our applicants to complete a survey uh, or a needs assessment, so to speak. And uh, we use that information in the survey to design this individually tailored program. Um, and it's done in consultation with our candidate, Dr. Joaquim, but it's also uh, the oral health team, which is made up of myself, uh, the program uh, coordinator, Laura O'Shea, and our dental director, Steve Abel, as Sam was mentioning earlier. We take that plan and work with our candidate and try and develop the plan that will meet all of those needs, if at all possible. And that may mean working with other dental schools that we have affiliations with or other major medical centers, such as Grady Health Center with Dr. Resnick, et cetera. So again, we have, you know, some people will come into this program and say, oh, well, you know, show me your curricula. Well, we don't really have a curricula. We base it on the needs of the individual and in our past experience and what we can pull from these uh, affiliations that we have. Um, and it's worked out really well for us at this point in that um, the access program or any of the preceptorship programs that 
were available through the AETC in the past really didn't focus on uh, oral health providers. So we were able to develop that. And I think we've done a very successful job in doing that and bringing candidates like Dr. Joaquim into this and being able to benefit from them uh, as, as they become faculty members for us. We were lucky that Sam was a faculty member for us before he actually became an access candidate. Uh, but we knew his knowledge of the topic and we knew of his knowledge and eagerness to learn new things. Uh, and he has a vested interest in, in wanting to integrate motivational interviewing into the dental practice. And that's kind of what really cued us into uh, bringing him on as an applicant, one to help him develop his skills, but also we wanna then tap into those skills uh, when he's done. And our goal here is to get him mint certified, uh, which is we have re-enrolled Dr. Joaquin into our current access program as well so that he can continue his studies and, and his learning about motivational interviewing and how to integrate it into the dental setting and uh, also to obtain his mint certification. And we really look forward to having him complete his studies and I'm sure he is looking forward to that as well, but we wanna be able to, as I said, tap into his, his knowledge and his interest in this and um, look at him completing his training and then in the impact that he's gonna make on the dental community and the future trainings that we're gonna be able to offer in motivational interviewing. So I think he's been a great candidate for us and we really appreciate having him as part of our faculty um, and part of our team because um, he has helped us a lot in the past and I know he will continue to. Dr. Rakeem, as a faculty member of the Oral Health Resource Center, you know, given the opportunity to promote motivational interviewing with your colleagues, how would you go about that? Um, well, I think just just kind of um, uh, the way I learned it, um, I think it, you need to understand the um, concepts, you know, the um, the skills and the, the you know the the core uh, counsel, uh, counseling skills that are involved, and then um, and then practice that. So part of my access training, you know, involved um, uh, getting scored. So uh, I mentioned the. Um, Teledental visits we had uh, earlier, so basically a lot of those were recorded, and uh, you know I worked with a, a mint certified trainer who scored those interactions um, and gave me feedback so we could improve, um, uh, you know, improve the uh, technique and, and its use with uh, with the patients. So I think what what the plan is to put an introduction, um, you know, an introductory uh, webinar or record something for. Um, uh, other providers that they could use as a resource for training, you know, themselves or their staff, and then follow up on that with a more um, hands-on, in-person uh, type of a session where we could uh, have a more interactive uh, training. Um, and again, the idea is, you know, once you introduce the concept and the principles, and um, again, uh, you know, people might take something out of it initially. And then if there's more interest in developing the skills and learning more, hopefully, uh, you know, folks will follow up and uh, um, either request a hands-on training or pursue additional, uh, uh, you know, studies and training in, uh, in, in motivational interviewing. Again, it's, 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 a, it's, a, um, it's something that anybody could learn. And again, it's really effective at helping engaged patients, uh, partner with them and establish a relationship and 
you know, working on um, uh, um, making a behavioral change, uh, especially around self-care and home care, uh, which will affect, um, you know, uh, chronic disease management tremendously. So as we begin to wrap up here, you know, based on your experience with the ACCESS program, do you think you would recommend it to any of your fellow colleagues and why or why not? Absolutely. Again, like I said, um, the fact that it's tailored to your interests um, and supplementing your uh, your knowledge and um, the fact that you get to work with uh, experts in the field who could really help um, uh, improve your uh uh, you know, improve your skills and uh, increase your knowledge is is a tremendous uh, positive um, uh, asset. You know that that's that's something that uh, I would highly recommend if you have the opportunity to, to apply and if you have the time to uh, um, to do it. I would strongly encourage everyone out there to uh, look into it. Dr. Joaquim Howard, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about the ACCESS program and how it's helped you as healthcare providers in the HIV field. We will link more information in this podcast description on where you can find you know, all, all the information you need to know about the ACCESS program. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaaetc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaaetc.org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.